Assalamu alaikum. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. I am Dr. Abdullah Zakaria. Welcome to Medical Matters from the Voice of Islam Studio in London. Today I'm joined by a consultant hematologist, Dr. Humayun Nazir Ahmed. He works at University Hospitals of Derby and Barton, NHS Foundation Trust. Dr. Humayun, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the program. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. May peace and blessing of Allah be upon you. So, Dr. Humayun is a, a hematologist. Um, in, in Commonly, we can say that he deals with the blood disorders. There are so many blood disorders, but today we have uh, taken a very common blood prop condition known as anemia. And, uh, and a certain aspect of this is to how to prevent uh, some dis- blood disorders that uh, uh, can be passed to the next generation. Before we discuss any disease or disorder, as a specialist in blood, please tell us about the composition and various functions of blood in our body. Uh, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Blood is the fluid that carries oxygen around in the body. It's what carries life around. It's a form of tissue, like muscle is a form of tissue. So blood is not just a liquid. It is made up of various cells. It has liquid in it, it has chemicals in it, it has all sorts of specialist proteins called clotting factors, it carries inflammatory proteins and messengers and hormones around the body. So blood is actually the fountain of life for human body. Thank you. Uh, so going forward, there is a common belief that if we do a blood test, uh, then any abnormality will be detected. Uh, could you please tackle this uh, uh, general expectation from our patients that uh, they, they come in and say that, well, can you do a blood test? Uh, they think it's a single blood test. So as I said, uh, blood is a very complex uh, uh, organ or fluid or tissue, how you want to look at it. It contains many, many different types of chemicals, many different types of cells, many different types of proteins, uh, many different types of enzymes and hormones in it. And therefore, one test cannot detect everything, but there are hundreds and hundreds of different types of blood tests that can be done on the blood sample to get answers specific to certain conditions or specific to certain elements in the blood or specific to certain hormone enzyme levels in the blood. So the tests on the blood sample can be done on the whole blood uh, where we are trying to look at and count the number of blood cells in the blood commonly called as full blood count or complete blood count. It can be tested just the the liquid part of the blood, you separate out the cells and look at what we call plasma, which is the part of the blood that is liquid, doesn't contain the blood cells, but contain the proteins and electrolytes and other chemicals, and lots of tests can be done on plasma to detect different types of uh, abnormalities in chemicals or protein levels or enzyme levels. So blood is actually a a huge source and blessing of Allah 
to the physicians, to the doctors, because by taking the small samples of blood, so much analysis can be done, so much can be learned from the blood, not only in disease where we th these blood tests help to diagnose uh, diseases, but also in learning about health, uh, etc. So an example is that you can check your blood sample for cholesterol levels, and if the cholesterol levels are high, patient can be treated and the risk that the cholesterol level poses to the patient can be reduced by treatment. So blood is a complicated, complex tissue, organ, fluid in human body that enables many, many tests. But there is not one test that gives all the answers and your doctor has to choose a specific test and advise the lab what is that is required in that test. So for example, a doctor can do a test about kidney function and there may be three or four different tests within it that the lab will automatically do, including looking at the levels of potassium or sodium or urea or a chemical called creatinine. Uh, similarly, the doctor can ask for a blood test for liver function and certain enzymes can be tested. So doing our blood test doesn't give you all the answers. But if the doctor knows what he's looking for or she's looking for, or if the patient has a specific query, then specific blood tests can be requested, processed and done. Thank you very much. So, so there is no single blood test that can answer every question. So there are many, many blood tests available. So it is very clear now. Uh, the, subsequently, we also know that... Uh, the one if you do if patient they do single blood test then there are uh, there is a necessity to do subsequent blood test to understand the, the the primary blood test which was done so so if the patient is asked to do further blood test so that's not something the doctor has forgotten to tick the box this is basically to explain the first blood test i suppose right that's right there are hundreds and hundreds of tests that are possible on the blood and Sometimes one blood test might give you some clues or reasons to do more blood tests. And so it's a stepwise process. You cannot order hundreds of tests on the same patient at one time, uh, not only because it will need a lot of blood samples, but also the resource and money that is required to process the blood samples. So there has to be rationality in the test being requested. So there has to be a purpose that each blood test fulfills. So the doctor, uh, uh, doctors in the wisdom, based on the patient's symptoms and presentation, would request a blood test. And if that blood test doesn't reveal the answer, the doctor might then do another further test, a uh, set of tests. Or sometimes the first blood test may give a reason to do further blood tests. And I think uh, the best is to rely on the guidance and wisdom of your doctor. Thank you very much. Um, so along with this uh, idea in our mind, uh, we are not going to obviously discuss every aspect of the blood test. So today, we're going to focus on a particular uh, area of the blood uh, condition known as anemia. So most commonly um, encountered problem, I suppose, in the community, even in, in hospital setup. Um, can you please tell us about this condition? So anemia <coughs> refers to when there is decreased production of red cells. So the blood from a hematology point of view, as I said, contains many, many different types of cells and chemicals and protein, but amongst the cells, we can broadly 
defi- divide them into red cells, which carry oxygen, white cells, which are there to fight infection and defend the body, and platelets, which are there to help clot uh, the blood in case there's injury or, or trauma. Now, anemia refers to when there is lack of or reduction in uh, uh, adequate amounts of red cells in the body. Now, as the red cells and the whole blood is manufactured by an organ called bone marrow, which is usually found in the large bones like pelvic bone, the factory that makes blood is is responsible, first of all, for making adequate amount of all cells, including red cells. So what can cause anemia? Is there a problem in the factory, the bone marrow not working well? Or is it because the bone marrow doesn't have the right ingredients to make blood? So, for example, one of the very important ingredients for making red cells is iron, which is part of the red cell and enables the oxygen carriage in the blood. If there is iron deficiency, the bone marrow, although the factory may be working well, but the patient ends up with less number of red cells because there's not enough iron to make the right amount of red cells. So you can have anemia for various reasons. Iron deficiency is a common cause, but there are other deficiencies like vitamin B12 deficiency or folic acid deficiency that may also contribute to anemia. There may also be uh, a problem with the the genetic code that helps people, uh, that, that, that decides what and how the blood is made, that tells the body how the blood is made. So we'll talk about that perhaps later if we have time. But anemia is n- not having enough red cells being made to fulfill the needs of the body. Okay. It is commonly, it is commonly measured in what they call hemoglobin levels. Mm-hmm. And so usually in simple language, the anemia often refers to a low level of hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is the chemical that is found in the red cells. Okay, thank you. For for our general understanding, I know there are different units uh, as being used in different parts of the world, but in the UK, um, since we're doing this program in the UK, what are the cutoffs uh, when we can say, I know there is a bit of difference between the male and female, uh, that when we actually class people as anemic? So the physiology uh, of human body is different in females and males, uh, and the size can be different. So the uh, normal ranges are different as well. Uh, the hemoglobin level can be presented either uh, as 10, 11, 12, 13, or 14, or 110, 120, 130, 140. In UK, the standard we are using is that of 110, 120, 130, and so on. In men, the normal uh, hemoglobin level is between 130 and 170. And in females, ladies, the level is between 115, 115 to 160, um, uh, uh, the hemoglobin level. So anemia would be defined as the values below this. So for example, in a woman, if the hemoglobin level is below 111 or 110, uh, sorry, 110 or 100 or 100, that would be considered anemic. In, in a gentleman, uh, the uh, 
level of hemoglobin if it declines below the 130 marks, so hemoglobin of 120 or 110 would be considered uh, anemic. Right. Thank you for clarifying this. So, so this is how we define anemia. First of all, if somebody has done a blood test and their hemoglobin is low, then we can call them anemic. The next step would be the, to find out the cause of the anemia. Like you have already alluded that iron deficiency is the biggest cause. There are other causes of deficiency of certain uh, minerals uh, in, our, in our body. Is there any, I mean, we're going to talk about some genetic um, condition later on, but is there anything else in terms of like, you know, blood loss? Uh, can it cause uh, anemia? I mean, maybe the iron deficiency as a primary cause of there is no dietary deficiency of iron. Somebody is having a normal iron intake, but they might have other diseases uh, which could uh, uh, be the cause of anemia. I, I mean, like secondary, you know, th- there may be some blood loss somewhere in the body. Yeah, so anemia has many, many causes. The bone marrow, which is the factor that makes blood, is very sensitive to the rest of the body and the rest of the health and the fitness. So if the rest of the body is working well, uh, the bone marrow works well. So there are many diseases like uh, thyroid, you know, low thyroid or hypothyroidism and other diseases like that that can contribute to anemia or slowing down of the bone marrow or bone marrow not making enough red cells. Uh, from uh, causes in the diet, for example, or among the elements like iron or B12 or folate, all these can contribute to anemia if there is a deficiency. As you have rightly said, iron deficiency is the commonest deficiency uh, or commonest deficiency cause of anemia. Uh, now, iron is very strictly preserved and recycled in human body, and uh, uh, the human body doesn't... Uh, uh, depend on absorbing a lot of iron, it it recycles the iron it has within it very tightly. Now the iron is mainly contained in human body in the blood and therefore if there is even very tiny amounts of blood loss which are ongoing or recurrent, then an imbalance will result in iron deficiency. So the loss of blood is equal to loss of iron and iron deficiency can develop quite easily. Now the commonest place where the iron may be, or the blood may be lost in the human body is the gastrointestinal tract or gut. So people can lose, people can have diseases in their gut, like having an ulcer in the stomach can be cause of losing blood, or sometimes uh, there are diseases like the verticular disease or disease in the large part of the gut that can cause the loss uh, of blood leading to iron deficiency or there can be other inflammatory bowel diseases which due to inflammation can cause blood loss and cause iron deficiency. The interesting thing that, the interesting thing about blood loss is that even losing 5 to 10 drops of blood through your intestine every day will ultimately result in iron deficiency because iron is very tightly recycled um, and controlled in the body. So losing blood, even in tiny amounts, will lead to iron deficiency. In ladies, heavy menstruation, uh, heavy periods can result in iron deficiency as well, which again is a way of losing more blood than the body can compensate for. 
Exactly. Thank you very much for elaborating on this point. And I think uh, it would be a very good take home message is uh, iron deficiency, although dietary part is there. And I think um, everyone needs to look into uh, detail to see if there is any other cause or pathology, uh, pathological causes uh, and treat the primary cause of this iron deficiency. I think that would be a very important message here. Now, Shall we, uh, the next phase that we wanted to go into a bit more detail about these inherited conditions that uh, present with the chronic anemia like thalassemia or sickle cell trait or diseases. What are those conditions and what is the difference between uh, when we say trait or and disease? Um, so could you please uh, tell us a bit more uh, detail about these, these uh, conditions? So as we know that everything are that we our body is able to do we are genetically programmed and you know the the the, the human body or animal body or all living bodies uh the the the, the they are genetically programmed uh, to function so in humans we have the genes for everything that we make everything we do everything we manufacture in the body the code is you know, on our genes now, we inherit a set of genes uh, from our mom and a set of genes from our dad. So for, for humans, uh, half the genes roughly are coming from the mother and half the genes are coming from the dad. And that is why for most uh, things in our body, for most functions in our body, for most protein or for most things to be created, developed, or manufactured in our body, we, and we, we usually have two sets of genes. So we get half the set from mom and half the set from the dad, and that comes together in that individual as their genetic code. Uh, now, this genetic code is equally important for manufacture of hemoglobin, which is the key component of the red cell and helps the human body to carry oxygen. Now, if the hemoglobin cannot be manufactured properly in the red cell, then the red cell itself will become defective and its lifespan will be reduced and the body will reject it or destroy it and these uh, damaged red cells get taken out and the patient will end up in any, in, with anemia. Now, as I said, for, for, for hemoglobin, there are two sets of genes to keep it simple. Uh, if we look at half the set that comes from mom or half the set that comes from dad, uh, so they both have to be normal to come together to, for the hemoglobin to be manufactured normally in the offspring. Now, if one of these sets coming from one of the parents is defective, has a defect in it, it's not perfect, then the good set of genes that come from the other parent tend to compensate and the human body will by and large make nearly normal levels of hemoglobin and continue to function as normal. However, these individuals are referred to as carriers of the hemoglobinopathy gene. So hemoglobinopathy refers to the abnormal uh, or abnormality in the hemoglobin gene. 
so there are many forms of hemoglobin abacus, like thalassemia, thalassemia A, thalassemia B, or uh, sickle cell disease, or hemoglobin C disease, or hemoglobin D, Punjab uh, disease, and so on. So there are many forms or many genetic defects that result in abnormal hemoglobin. However, as long as there is one good gene and one gene is altered or defective, the patient or the individual will continue to have nearly normal levels of hemoglobin and function normally, and they are not considered diseased. And they are referred to as carriers. Now, if two carriers were to get married, if there is a female carrier and a male carrier and they got married, uh, they, they will each carry a bad gene and a good gene. And if the two bad genes were transferred into their offspring, the offspring then will be completely unable to make a normal, human, a normal hemoglobin because there is no good gene to compensate. And this is where the hemoglobinopathy diseases uh, occur. So if the parents, both parents carried, uh, or both parents were carriers with thalassemia B, uh, then in, if the offspring gets both the bad genes, the offspring will develop what we call thalassemia major, which is almost incompatible with normal life unless specialist intervention is done and results even with the best of care, with shortened life expectancy. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so it's a complex uh, thing, but easy to remember that carrying a gene is not the disease, but carrying the gene could pass the disease to the next generation. Right. So, so is there any way that uh, uh, prospective uh, couples that they can go through some tests and uh, be aware of their risk and perhaps? Uh, avoid uh, this condition to their off, you know to their future uh, children uh, because we know that disease can be quite a, a difficult uh, condition to manage uh, uh, medically uh, if they develop one that's an excellent question uh, as you know there is an adage that says prevention is better than cure so there are many steps or ways of preventing this from being passed to the next generation. I think I would also like to highlight here to the listeners that the hemoglobinopathies tend to be more frequent or the carrier state of hemoglobinopathies is quite common in non-Caucasian populations like Asian, people of Asian extraction, uh, people of African extraction, people of Mediterranean or Arabic extraction, these people have a higher carriage of, of these abnormal genes. As I said, if you're just carrying one gene, you may not even notice any problem with yourself, or you may not be even diagnosed with that condition because you function normally. However, when passing the uh, uh, genes to the offspring, that bad gene could become a big player. So it's very important because in many families, you know, in, in Islam, Uh, uh, marriages are quite acceptable and norm uh, but these genetic pools are not only can run in the family so in one particular family there may be a lot of thalassemia carriers but not only it's not only limited to the family it can also be a community so for example there is much more common 
thalassemia B carrier state, a, a state, state in, uh, for example, Asian or Pakistani populations from the subcontinent, and so on. So when the, inter- when the marriages happen in the communities, there is a possibility that the two individuals may be carriers. So that is why in UK it is a standard step that for every pregnancy they will test the parents or the mother and if there is a carriage in the mother then they'll check the, that to make sure the risk, they can assess the risk to the offspring. However, as you alluded to in your question, this can be prevented at an earlier stage when people are planning their marriages. There's, there's no harm in giving it a thought and reflecting on the possibility of uh, these hemoglobinopathy genes being present. And I think if people were to look at themselves, it's not so much to look at the, to other people. So if there is a young woman or a young man who are in the age of marriage, they should probably ask the GP to see if their blood counts, a full blood count shows any abnormalities or suggestions of a hemoglobinopathy carrier state. Mm-hmm. And these can easily be picked up and if there was any suspicion raised, then specific tests will define whether they have sickle cell carrier state or thalassemia B carrier state or thalassemia A carrier state. So if an individual can define their status, that would help them in deciding if they need more workup. So for example, if an individual doesn't have a thalassemia gene, then it's not a worry because the partner even if they were a carrier for thalassemia, they will not affect the baby because this individual has both normal genes and even if the partner had one abnormal gene, that child will only be a carrier and not get the disease. But where an individual discovers that he or she is a carrier for a hemoglobinopathy state, be it thalassemia or sickle cell, that is where they should, at the time of planning the marriage, and the ishta and all that, they should be talking and telling the family across so that the other person, individual, can be tested. Because two people with the the genes, carrier state, can be very tricky. The last part of this prevention is that after individuals are already married with this situation, they can do antenatal testing and very early stage testing after the pregnancy and so on, but there is not enough time to cover all that now. Sure, sure. Uh, thank you very much for uh, beautifully uh, explaining uh, uh, this uh, um, uh, complex uh, topic, but uh, I suppose our listeners uh, may be able to take uh, some precaution now um, if they're planning for uh, future matrimony or future, uh, you know, looking for um, potential uh, partners. Um, so thank you very much. And uh, we are right at the end of the program uh, today. Today we have discussed uh, anemia uh, and probably uh, out of all those blood disorders, we have focused only one, even that part, we haven't been able to discuss everything. But uh, hopefully with uh, with a bit of idea of iron deficiency and, and the thalassemia uh, uh, hemoglobinopathies, um, we have been able to cover these two areas. Is, if there is any other question or anything you want to know about this program, please do email us at medicalmatters at voiceofislam.co.uk. You can listen to this episode again by logging on to www.voiceofislam.co.uk. 
Uh, thank you very much, uh, my guest today, Dr. Humayun, uh, uh, and the um, studio um, technicians um, and, and all the colleagues here in Voice of Islam. Until next time, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all.